Welcome, 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 ladies and gentlemen. We are once again live. Not here in the Barricade Studios. We are on the road, but this is the road to WrestleMania. The Sports Frenzy Podcast is ready for this weekend. And here we go. We got our co-host right here, CBG. What's up, guys? Let's go. With my co-host, the Devil's Advocate, Robert Fane. Today in wrestling history, unfortunately, we lost the Ultimate Warrior in 2014. Yeah. All right, and our other co-host, Blackbeard himself, the Encyclopedia. And gentlemen, this weekend from Raymond James Stadium, WrestleMania is back in business. So, um, there goes everyone's systems in their car. <laughs> now, how, how many people are we having at WrestleMania? What was the final allowance for people? 25,000, maybe? 25,000. Okay. They're not beating the Super Bowl. Yeah, no. Or opening the day for the Rangers. <laughs> Please, holy shit. Did you guys see that? Yeah, that was fucking insane. Full stadium? Full house. 40,000 people. Unbelievable. That's good. Makes you miss the good old days. Yeah. So let's jump into it, Encyclopedia. What do we got tonight? We're in the middle of WrestleMania week, and we're on, right now, it's night, really four in a row, if you include Monday Night Raw. So you might hear some background noise, folks, because we want to give you the content. We're watching NXT Stand and Deliver Night 2 while we're recording, and we had a Hall of Fame induction on Tuesday. First off, what did you guys think of that? But let's start off with Rob. He mentioned the legacy wing. Uh, What do you want to share about that, Rob? Well, I mean, if you hadn't heard... Uh, we have Ray the Crippler Stevens, Brickhouse Brown, Steve Dr. Death Williams, Baron Michelle Leon, and Gary Hart were 2020. And this year is Dick the Bruiser, Pez Watley, Buzz Sawyer, Ethel Johnson, and Paul Bosch. I mean, first of all, there's some strange names on this list, particularly Brickhouse Brown, Pez Watley. I mean, um, you know, I, I don't know how those choices were made. I don't know what they were, what the criteria was. Um, the other thing I, I really want to mention is, I don't know if you guys heard, did you hear about the mistakes they made? No. With Ethel Johnson? Yeah. Ethel Johnson and also, well, first of all, if you hadn't heard, Ethel Johnson, they used the wrong footage. I mean, how does that happen? On a I mean, pre-taped show, right? Right. I mean, talk about an insult to the family. I mean, you're already not putting them on TV. You're not giving them, like, that type of coverage. Right. You can't even confirm that you have the right person. And then the second part, they were calling Buzz Sawyer Bulldog Buzz Sawyer, which is not his nickname. He was Mad Dog Buzz Sawyer. They kept referring him to Bulldog. I don't know why. So, like, you got to wonder what the hell's going on that they can't seem to get these things right. Like Freddie said, it's a pre-taped show. Like, it seems like where's the quality control? Especially when right. you're getting, I mean, the, the, the Buzz Sawyer one doesn't bother me nearly as much as Ethel Johnson. I mean, people, I would say 99% of wrestling fans don't know who she is, so you're, you're shedding some light on her, trying to right. spotlight her career, and you're not even picking the right person. And then lastly, in my opinion, guys like Ray the Crippler Stevens, Paul Bosch, Dick the Bruiser, Gary Hart, all men that were templates for all of our wrestlers today, given a, a very brief mention. I, I think that's a I think that's a crime uh, in a lot of cases. Um, I think they deserve a little more than that, especially I, I know I went on my whole thing about Ray Crippler Stevens, 
when we did our uh, people who we thought should be in the Hall of Fame that weren't. He was my, I think he was my number one choice. And if right. we talked to people like Ric Flair, and, and they, he was the inspiration. And for them to make him a footnote, to me, seems like uh, almost an insult. Do you think it's possible that the reason is he's no longer with us and there was nobody from his family that they could get to show up? Because it seems like with the Legacy Wing, a lot of these people are long gone from this world and they weren't necessarily WWE people or in any era of WWE since the rock and wrestling era. I mean, that, that could certainly be true, but you would think they maybe could spotlight a few of them. You know, I mean, you could have had Ric Flair come on and talk about why Ray, Ray Stevens is so important. You could have had, um, you know, why Dick the Bruiser is so important. Why Paul, I mean, Paul Bosch was Texas. Everything about Texas was him. He was the, one of the biggest promoters. I think he promoted for over 50 years. Right. Um, you know, people can talk about their, their contribution. I mean, if you're talking about being the Hall of Fame, you've got to make sure you cover the gamut of people, not just the people that are alive. You know, or, 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 or if, even if they don't have family members, somebody has to be able to say something about them. You know, why did you pick Brickhouse Brown? Who the hell is even Brickhouse Brown? Do you guys know who he is? No. I've only know of him because he's been mentioned on the Grilling JR podcast. Otherwise, I would have had no idea. Yeah, I mean, he's a, a USWA um, Memphis. Pretty much he wrestled there all of his career. But he was never a big star. You know, so I mean, if you're going to mention them as part of the legacy wing, why? Give give some of their credentials. Talk about them a little bit. You know, give them that five minutes they deserve. You're, you're nominating them for the Hall of Fame. You can't give them. I mean, Steve, Doctor Duff Williams. You can't get him. Give him five minutes. Right. I would have much rather liked to hear from Doctor Death than the great colleague. Well, Doctor Death is dead, so you wouldn't be well, listening. To, you wouldn't be hearing from it at all. But that's what I mean. I would rather hear from whether it's his family. Yeah, I mean, I agree with you for sure. Like, I would much rather hear from him or from the people who knew him than the great colleague. Yeah, or, you know, we had to listen to the Bellas go on and on, you know, who contributed right. nothing to the sport. So. Exactly. I'm not going to get into a debate with you over the Bellas, that's for sure. But the entire broadcast seemed rushed. They, I mean, you did really two Hall of Fame classes in three hours. Usually one class it can go three and a half, four hours. So it was okay. It wasn't great. It was obviously an attempt to try to catch up. I don't understand why you couldn't have done the 2020 class now and maybe done the 2021 class maybe towards SummerSlam. You know? Why did you have to do both classes now? I could understand the point and issue with the legacy people. I think... Maybe they could have done a network special or Peacock special, I guess, at this point. You know, if you want to learn more about these people, check out this content. You're then giving people more options to watch and learn on their own. Because I think that's the other thing is you probably got a lot of the newer audience that could probably give two craps about these people. I was pleasantly surprised with Ray the Crippler Stevens and Dr. Death Steve Williams I had no idea who Baron Mikel Leon was. Um, Gary Hart shocked the heck out of me. I was like, all right, good for them. At least they got some names in there that we recognize and deserve some sort of cred. Dick the Bruiser, another one. Yeah, the whole thing, it seemed like RVD and Kane were given the most time to talk and everyone else was kind of like given five minutes or less. The other thing, 
I really hate to say this, but Harry Smith better learn how to cut a promo if he's coming back to WWE because that speech was kind of boring, in my opinion. Well, isn't he going to NXT UK? That's the rumor. Well, nobody watches right. that show that anyway. The so. In the UK, they do. Well, that's about, you know, what's that, 10 people? I mean... I agree. I, I didn't. I read it. I didn't actually watch it, and I was kind of like, "Wow, they, why did they bother? They should have done like I, I like re- your idea. I think it was great. Have last year's now and this year's later in the year, and give them the proper time and respect that they deserve instead of throwing together something on the end. The other thing I read is everybody was saying they piped in all these fake cheers and stuff, and it sounded really stupid. Why bother? Why bother? Have an audience, or or don't don't bother with fake cheers. It's a Hall of Fame induction. We don't need. We already know there's no crowd. You know, right. so the fake cheers don't make any sense. Well, and the rumor that came out was that a lot of that footage was basically people happened to be on maybe for Raw or SmackDown. They stayed on. They were told what reactions to give, and they just kept reusing that footage. The other thing I heard people complain about. And we're a complaining society. I get it. But I don't disagree with this. What was the point of having all that red carpet footage of all the current superstars there acknowledging the people that were going into the induction or going into the Hall of Fame? And yet, why wouldn't you have them sitting out there? Yeah. At least that's something. Yeah. You know, you used right. to at least have the wrestlers there. I mean, when this whole thing started, it used to be, a, I think, 1994, 95, whenever that first ceremony was. It wasn't a ceremony. It was a dinner. Fans could buy tickets, but most of it was also wrestlers. Right. You could have went back to that for this one. I mean, everyone that was in the Tropicana field that night had to have been tested because that's what they've been their process. So if everyone tested negative, what was the big yeah. deal? Agreed. I don't yeah. know. It makes too much sense for WWE to do something like that. I don't think we're right. negative. I just think they're not doing it right. And we know they have the capability of doing it right. That's what I think makes us crazy. So, um, no, I loved the Hall of Fame. I thought it was great um, for people with a short intention span. And I'll admit, I do. Personally, those Hall of Fame speeches over the years, some of them you're just like sitting there like, okay, I want to see the next legend. I'm over it. So the fact that this one was, uh, you know, kind of rushed, I enjoyed it because I did not get bored and I sat through the whole thing. And I could honestly tell you, I've never one year sat through an entire Hall of Fame. But the way that they was moving and going faster, I enjoyed every second of the speeches. I enjoyed the fact that they were short. I have no complaints on it because some of those speeches like, oh, you got some people who are like, Yo, Mr. T talking about his mother for 20 fucking minutes. Like, you know, like right. there's some there's some things that have happened over the years. You're sitting there like, do I really need to um, sit through all this crap? Like you're sitting there wanting to get to the next person. And there's also some people you watch get inducted that you're like, I don't know who the hell that is. Or I didn't watch him enough to give a flying rant ass. So I enjoyed the fast pace. I enjoyed the five minute speeches. Like I think JBL's was a little longer and I enjoyed his. Um I enjoyed the Bellas, uh, the Smith, uh, David, David Smith, or whatever the hell his name is. I would have rather heard from his mom personally or his sister because he was just annoying me with the damn chain and his stories were stupid. The only thing I, that was relevant to me was talking about the, uh, the, the, the match with Bret Hart. That was the only thing like I agreed with him on anything on because his memories are just retarded. 
Um, Kane's speech was pretty cool, too. RVD was hilarious. I kind of wish he brought his girl out, but I knew Vince McMahon wouldn't allow that. And otherwise, like, you know, it was just like, it was an all right night. Like, I have no complaint. It was very fast-paced, and I actually appreciate that more. The, as far as the fans go, yes, I think they could have either had the wrestlers down there, or you could have had a handful of fans down there. You do it for NXT. You do it for NXT every freaking week. I don't even watch NXT, and I know that. You can't throw, like, 50 people sitting around ringside or sitting in front of them, like, separated, you know? Like, so... <laughs> As far as the fans go, yes, I think fans would have been a very huge asset to have at this whole thing, especially since you're honoring these legends and stuff. To have your crowds there, like, I get it. They put the crap, the cheering in there. So, you know, these wrestlers seen some sort of, or had some sort of acknowledgement, like some sort of real feel of a Hall of Fame. Because if you think about it, a lot of these, uh, a lot of people who should have been inducted, you know, I don't know if Undertaker was ever a plan for this year, but eventually you're not going to put Undertaker in there um, when there's no crowd. Even the whole thing like Chad Gaspard, like JTG made a comment, like he did the tweet that I loved. He did the Kanye West, uh, Taylor Swift thing and said, hey, so, sorry, uh, Titus O'Neil, but it should have been JTG or whatever. Yes, it should have been JTG this year, but at the same time, I'm not upset because I would rather JTG go in when there's a full house. You mean Chad? So, Chad, sorry, I flipped. You're right. Uh, I'd rather Chad go in when there was the a full house. The only way JTG's so. getting in is if he buys a ticket. Listen, I think he'll be the one to induct him, though. I think he has his ticket to induct him for the Warrior Award, possibly. Are you watching? Uh, are you watching NXT right now? Yeah, why? There's the big fat smoke. Johnny Gargano wearing. It looks like Iron Man meets 300. Yeah, and right. the way he's gyrating, I'm getting battle. a little what's sick. That, what's that video game with the army guy with the green like helmet and everything? Army. I don't know. Uh, what are the games the kids play? Never mind. Uh, and actually, it looked like the costume almost fell apart when he was trying to take it off um now steve before we got on due to the fact that none of us except really none of us picked the uh we had all picked challengers for this match that didn't make it we gave everybody the opportunity to change their pick are you sticking with gargano or do you want to switch to bronson reed i like gargano i've always picked gargano anytime he's in a match i'm not changing my vote all right brothers brothers unite there okay thank you sir now we're talking about he's, he's facing the the Samoan um the Samoan t- uh what's what's his name uh Brodus Clay over here like <laughs> he's not Samoan dude Bronson all right Reed. all right Iraq I don't know like a lot of Spanish whatever but he looks like I thought he was a Kiwi he looks like Brodus Clay he looks like the Funkasaurus and even his tights look like a damn dinosaur chomping down I'm looking it up but I thought he was a Kiwi I think you're right and, and he's doing cartwheels and can't keep his boobs in his tights. I stand corrected, Australian. Oh, Australian. None of us are close. <laughs> that was close. I mean, you tell a new, you tell a uh, an Australian they're from New Zealand, they'll punch you in the face. It's kind of like telling a Portuguese person they're Brazilian. Oh hell no, that shit right. don't fly. Next time. Anyway. That's the same thing, though. Brazilian and Portuguese? Uh, it's the same. <laughs> hey, Freddie, you see that one? See Who, that? Cares? Who cares? It's definitely right? not Who the cares? same, bro. Like, like if, if there's a high-class town and then there's Newburgh, Brazil is Newburgh. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, anyway. There goes our audience. 
Not that we had any. Anyway, so we were talking about the crowds. Uh, no. No? So it doesn't seem odd that they're doing WrestleMania in front of a crowd, but they're not going to do any other live events. Right. Until because every state is Let's, different. So stay in Florida. Let's see how WrestleMania is truly spread out, A. B, I kind of feel like the way that if you watch the WWE programming, you know, where it's on Raw, or if you have the commercial-free version of Peacock, a.k.a. anytime they've had a show and they have commercials, well, now I've been thrown WrestleMania match commercials the entire time you guys are getting normal commercials, I guess. But um, there's always that COVID uh, vaccine thing. Maybe they're waiting to try and get more people vaccinated. Uh, to get people in the crowd is kind of like a form of protection, maybe. There could be all sorts of reasons they're waiting that long. Yeah, but you got like AEW doing a weekly show. You don't have to go to a big arena. Just keep it in Texas or Florida. I, I, I don't know. I don't. I think it's a huge step back to do WrestleMania in front of 25,000 people and then say, oh, by the way, we're going to basically close up shop again for the next three or four months. It doesn't make sense to me. That's that's all I'm trying to get at. But I'm in the minority. I could accept that. Well, I believe you and Rob have also pointed out over the last year that WWE has been making like crazy amounts of money and ratings have been good or whatever the hell it is. Maybe not ratings, but the money coming in has been really good. Why 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 change it? In their eyes, why change the business structure if it's working financially? I think they're still making less money than they were before. But anyway. All right. Well, uh, so... Let's start off. Let's move on to AEW. Uh, first off, it was the last night head-to-head between AEW and NXT. Uh, I was a little surprised to see that NXT, even with the Peacock option, still had more viewers than AEW. It's about a hundred thousand difference. AEW had Mike Tyson on there, so I guess he's not as big a draw as they thought. But what did you guys think of AEW last night? A lot of stuff happening there. I did find it to be a great show. I was surprised they didn't put on a better show to try to compete with NXT. I thought um, a couple of matches, I was just like, like the opening match. I didn't even hangman page fighting that. I forget the guy who was fighting. I forget his name, but I was like Max Caster, I think. Yeah. Who cares? And then Darby Allen, why it was a good match. The guy he fought gave him a good match. He had some interesting moves and stuff. I, nobody knows who he is. The bear country match was real sloppy. I mean, they made a couple of mistakes during that match. And the comments I'm reading now is that, like the, the what's going on with the impact, like uh, you know that whole AEW impact thing, and who cares about the young bucks? It seems like nobody cares what the young bucks are doing. Um, all the comments I read were, you know, who cares? Get them off the show. You know, let them wrestle. They can't act. Whatever. I thought it was a really weak show. I was expecting so much better from them, considering what they had to go up against. So I don't know if they just decided they weren't going to bother to try to compete. Or they thought it was going to be a good show, but I thought there was a lot of missed opportunities. I thought last night they had a chance to pick up some momentum, and they didn't. Could this be now, like, I thought the show was all right. It wasn't anything spectacular. It wasn't nothing to write home about. Could this be, like, I know a lot of people are out there saying, like, WWE's not concerned with AEW. And it shows. Like, AEW puts up a weak show on their last head-to-head, and then, you know, they're bringing in Austin, wrestle, or they're bringing in Jericho WrestleMania weekend to be on the Broken Skull thing. Like, it shows, like, WWE really doesn't care. That's why they're moving to Tuesday nights. They don't care about the head-to-head. It's not really a competition. 
Do you guys get that sense, or is it just me? I think the move to Tuesday night was because of the NHL contract that NBC has. They have to air NHL games on Wednesday night, and with NBC Sports Network going away, right. that's going to the USA Network. I think I think USA personally are making the move because it, NHL probably brings in more fans or comparable, and USA Network's more well known, so put them on that network and move NXT to another night. I think the Broken Skull Challenge thing is interesting. I was pleasantly surprised to see that. I think maybe there is a small hope that at times maybe AEW and WWE could cooperate. I don't think it's going to be much more than what we saw on what we're seeing this weekend. But hats off to Vince and Tony Khan for not putting the block on it. It actually seemed like Tony Khan, from what we're hearing, was the one that hesitated. But good for them. I think it should be interesting. And we'll see what happens there. As far as AEW... I thought the Inner Circle and Pinnacle stuff, they did enough to progress those storylines pretty well. I think that kind of carried the show. So I'll give them that. I think the biggest thing I'm confused on is last week you had this alliance with Young Bucks and Moxley start, and you already blew it off. What's the hurry? To me, Moxley's coming off stupid. Because it seems like everybody he trusts stabs him in the back. He's turning into like the, the 1990s sting. You know, that's a good comparison. I don't, I don't know why he's, he, you know, he's so trusting all the time. You know, I wouldn't have trusted the young bucks. You know, there's too much going on there. I wouldn't want to get in the middle of that. And how many heel factions does this company need? We got another one now. <laughs> I don't know. AEW seems to me it's lost its way in the last couple of months. I'm starting to get on more on on the encyclopedia side than I was before. It seems like they're this show's kind of a mishmash of things. Things change rapidly week to week without a lot of, like like now the the, um, the best friends have come out are going after the Death Triangle. Like I did anybody remember that? I didn't remember that they had a, a feud a year ago. I mean I've totally forgot. I gave him credit for remembering that at least, but yeah, I I get what you're saying. I, I don't know. I I hate saying it. I feel like they blew their load on all the big storylines they wanted to do from the get-go already, and now they're scrambling to figure it out. They don't need to. you got plenty of talent there. Sit back. Take your time. NXT, for example, does not necessarily have every match is building up a storyline. I mean, in some way they might do a little thing here and there, but sometimes you just have straight matches, and AEW's got the talent roster to pull that off, so why not do that? Have a couple storylines, but then have some good matches, you know? I mean... On top of it, they got so many hours of content now. It's like comparable to WWE now, if you think about okay, well, it. Except that in AEW's case, it's one I roster. I like when they have the uh, they scroll across the bottom and they show all the dark results. There's like 25 matches. I'm like, Jesus Christ, who would sit through that? I don't even know who half these guys are. Like, why would I watch that? Uh, but and now they have this other show, which I have not seen yet either, with the Big Show and all that. Um. Uh, just as a sidebar, Denny, I know you guys don't follow um, New Japan, but I just want to bring something up real quick. I don't know if you know that Will Ospreay won the IWGP title. And the reason why I bring this up is because when he won it in his press conference, he brought up Drew McIntyre and he brought up wanting to unite all the world titles. And the one guy he didn't bring up was Kenny Omega. He didn't bring up AEW at all. And people are trying to, you know, throw the conspiracy theorists are throwing out there. Like, is that somewhere down the line? Is like, could AEW use that as, a, you know, a driving force to get a title versus title shot? Because if you think about it, 
Uh, Will Ospreay is the, the British champion, and he's the New Japan champion, and Kenny Omega is AEW champion and champion of Mexico. So, I mean, if you really wanted to put together, like, a Super Bowl-type match, there's a world title match that I would pay to see. Um, but I just thought it was interesting. I'm wondering if, if somewhere down the line, if that New Japan-AEW relationship is actually going to come through. But I thought it, it's interesting he brought up Drew McIntyre by name. Uh, I'm like, I wonder why you would do that. Like he said he wants two Brits to headline a, a pay-per-view. And I was like, well, that would be interesting. Vince will never do it. But it would certainly be an interesting little match. Or, you know, certainly a New Japan WWE Supercard might be interesting. But I don't think it'll ever happen. Yeah, I'd love to see maybe New Japan and WWE work together. The way that Impact and AEW are working together. I just don't think as long as Vince is alive, it's going to happen. It would make a lot of sense. It would make lots of money. I just, everything in me says that's definitely not going to happen. Yeah, I would agree with that. In the early 90s, there were a couple shows where WWE went over to Japan and did a joint show. But, And you hit the nail on the head on what I wanted to ask. Do you think when Vince is no longer of this world and Triple H, let's say, is in charge if it is him and or Stephanie or whoever it is, do you see that changing or do you think WWE is just always going to try to keep to themselves? I mean, I think if New Japan establishes establishes itself as more of a global force, I can see them maybe doing something together. But right now, what does WWE benefit? They're still number one. And AEW is a, a distant number two. And New Japan is maybe number four or number five on, in the United States. I mean, they're not big. They keep losing their TV contract. I mean, like there's like diehards like me that watch it. There's not many of us, I can tell you that. You know, so... Unless they somehow hook up with AEW and start getting more uh, exposure here in the States, I don't see what the, how that would benefit WWE at all. All right. And then we had our first night of NXT Stand and Deliver. And any, any thoughts, anything that stood out to you guys? I wouldn't mess with Walter for, uh, <laughs> for all the tea in China. That man is... Everything he does looks devastating, and that I think that and I think that was a match of the year candidate, don't you think, Champa? I was, yeah. Well, I texted you guys like that match was like two thirds of the way through, and I was just like, Walter's the fucking man. I mean, you and I yeah. saw him when he first won that belt against Pete Dunne, uh, the Tyler Bates match. I admit I haven't seen the match against uh, Isla Dragunov yet, but. The guy I would love to see in the States, I hope they, they could work something out to get him over there. Because he's a guy, I am I dare say that he's a guy that even Vince would have a hard time screwing up because of his size and his ability. I mean, the sell job, the sell job that guy did after he broke the announcer's table with that chop. Unbelievable. So I agree with you, Rob. Definitely match of the year candidate so far. You guys are completely right. That was match of the year. Walter's a fucking animal. The dude's a pure beast. Like Anthony said, I'd love to see him here in the States. I think he can go, you know, I'd love to see him and be done again. That was just like a hard-hitting slugfest. Him and, you know, the possibilities are endless. Baylor, Reigns, like, it would be awesome to get him over here. I just, I know he 
doesn't want to travel, doesn't want to uproot himself over here. So that's going to be a tough sell. All right, and now we're getting night two, which we're watching right now. Bronson Reed versus Johnny Gargano. This is definitely Reed's coming out party the last two nights, that's for sure. Hats off to him. I thought the ladies' match was, was good. I think maybe Raquel Gonzalez is being pushed a little too much. I think they, they tried really hard to put her over, and I'm not really sure she was 100% ready. I thought EO carried the match well, but I did like it. I thought it was a good match. I just wonder, like, I'm trying to figure out who the next set of opponents are because they made her so overwhelmingly powerful. Like, EO couldn't stop her no matter what she did. So I'm wondering who the next challenger is going to be because I don't really see any women that can stand up to her. I mean, you might see a rematch. Maybe they lead it up to a cage match before EO maybe moves to the main roster. I don't know. I mean, it wouldn't be the first time that somebody dropped the belt and then stuck around a little bit while they figured out who the next contenders are. Because, yeah, on the face side, they got so many heels now because they were building them up for Io Shirai. Who, who, who's the face challenger? You know, is it Zoe Stark? Well, yeah, I mean, they gave her a big win against um, Tony Storm, right? So, I mean, they are setting her up. By the way, the brothers got that one right. So Gargano wins. Fuck you, Steven's bro. celebrating. I... <laughs> bro, this clay. <laughs> actual asshole. So one other match that happened last night I wanted to get your take on. The Gauntlet Eliminator match totally different from the traditional gauntlet matches we've seen where usually it's one-on-one or tag team versus tag team once there's a pinfall the next team comes out in this case it was every three minutes another person joined the match which style do you guys like better i liked it i like that i think it's a nice way to have a match with multiple people but keep things moving where sometimes these turmoil matches you're like oh my god enough yep Freddie, what did you think of that? I think we might have lost Freddie. I think he's frozen. Yeah. All right. Well, we'll keep moving. Uh, those of you that don't realize Freddie did say it in the opening, but Freddie is so committed to the show, he has joined us while driving. So if you hear any sirens in the background, that's him getting pulled over for the good of the Frenzy universe. So we got WrestleMania this weekend. We actually want to get your opinion. Do you guys think it's technically three nights because they're hyping up this SmackDown WrestleMania and they got some WrestleMania matches on there? I got a better question. Do you think do you still think they're going to shoehorn Charlotte into this? They have one more night. There's speculation based on an interview that Io Shirai did that maybe they would shoehorn Bailey against Io Shirai to get Bailey on the card. And Bailey keeps talking about how she doesn't have a match on the card and she's not sure why. I don't know how you would explain that on such short notice, but at least it would be a good match. I mean, if you think about it, there's four, what is there, at least three or four main eventers that are not represented on this card. I mean, we got Keith Lee, we got Charlotte, we got Bailey. I mean, would you ever think they'd have a WrestleMania and not include them if they're not injured? Bailey, I could see. Charlotte, I'm shocked. And it's not because I like Charlotte or anything like that. It's simply the fact that they've been in love with her for so long. Yeah, I don't know. 
All right, so let's open this up. WrestleMania, SmackDown, do you guys want to do picks for those matches? Uh, usually Battle Royal does give us bonus points based on the number of participants if you get it right. What do you guys think? Yeah, you're skip over it. We can make a pick if you want. Yeah, sure. All right. So first off, we got the SmackDown Tag Team Championship on the line in the Fatal 4-Way. It's the team with Rob's favorite name to make fun of, the Dirty Dogs, <laughs> Dolph Ziggler and Bobby Roode. The Dirty Dogs. <laughs> Yo, there's a lot. <laughs> Stupid name. So we got the Dirty Dogs. <laughs> we got Dominic and Rey Mysterio. Kirsten Casanova is on TV. Did you see him? No, I did not. Right now they're showing Walter beating the shit out of Tommaso on my end. Yeah, that's what I'm saying too. He's playing what's his face as security. Oh yeah, okay. Adam Cole, right. the uh, well, other ass. <laughs> All right. Yeah. Anyway, Dominic and Rey Mysterio. The former champions, the Street Profits, and Alpha Academy, Otis and Chad Gable. So, Freddie, why don't you start off? Who would you pick for that one? Uh, I'm going to go with the Street Profits. Okay. Steve? Street Profits. Okay. Rob? They don't. You don't have an I don't give a shit category, huh? Well, Steven's answered that way before. Um, I'm going to go with the Dirty Dogs. Oh, and I was putting in Street Profits for you. Okay. And as much as of the four teams, this is the one team I don't want to see win it. I feel like they're going to do it to give that moment, that big moment. I think think Ray and Dominic. Yeah, I I didn't say I liked it. Buy Dominic Mysterio some arms. All right, we have the Andre the Giant Memorial Battle Royal. The participants we're aware of at this point, we went through them last week. I'm not going to put everyone to sleep going through 22 names again. Unless, Freddie, do you need me to because you're driving? Or do you have a pick? Uh, just give me, give me like a top five. No, just top five. Just list them. Just, I don't know what them. them. All right, all right, all right. Akira Tozawa, Angel Garza, Cedric Alexander, Drew Gulak, Elias, Eric from the Viking Raiders, Grand Matalik, Emberto Carrillo, Jackson Riker, Jey Uso, Kalisto, King Corbin, Lince Dorado, Mace, Murphy, Mustafa Ali, Ricochet, Shelton Benjamin, Shinsuke Nakamura, Slapjack, T-Bar, Tucker. What a list of losers. (laughs) Be nice to Shinsuke. And Jay. He's, him and Murphy are the only ones I could I, I care about on the entire list. Who's Lince Dorado? Do you want to go first? For me, it's between Jay Uso and Murphy. Um, I'm gonna go with with Murphy on that one. Wow, I thought he was gonna support his Samoans. I was going to, but going with uh, Murphy. Rob, what did you say? Who's Lince Dorado? Lindsay Dorado, he's part of the Lucha House Party. Oh, no wonder why I don't know who he is. I, I, fast forward <laughs> I always fast forward over their matches. <laughs> um, since I'm speaking, I'm going to go with Ricochet. All right. I'm torn between Uso and Shinsuke Nakamura. 
I think those are the two obvious picks. I would hope that they wouldn't do King Corbin again. I'm going to go with Shinsuke on this one. Steve? Oh, my God. I'm chewing in the mic. I'm sorry. You were on mute, so you were good. <laughs> no, I actually wasn't. I was just uh, quiet, I guess. I thought I sounded like Brandon Kirk over here. Um, I'm going to go with Jay Uso. All right. Rob, Brandon is a indie wrestler who's been on the show with us quite a bit. We've had him and his wife on, Casey Cattell, quite a bit. I know her, right? I, I think I met her. I don't know about him. I don't think Brandon's been on since you joined us. And and he chewed pretzels through the show that one time. <laughs> That's right. <laughs> None of you told him to That's... stop? I think but Casey I, did. But I, no, I said something, and he told me to go F myself in the middle of the show. You don't remember that? He, like, snapped at me. I was like, bro, you're you're chewing. And he snapped at me. <laughs> it was awesome. Nice. All right, so now we have night one of WrestleMania, and we'll start off and uh, we'll start off with a match that probably none of us give a shit about. Steel Cage, Braun Strowman versus Shane McMahon. Wow. A match I care less about. All right, Bronx. you want to go first then? Since you... Strowman has no. to win. Sour sugar, sorry. All right. All right, so Rob Prick Strowman, Freddy? Freddy's not on, I don't think. Strowman for me. Well, there he hasn't been on. Oh, there he is. No, he's on. He just he turned his video feed off. He's still on. Yeah. Strowman. I got you, boy. I actually wonder if because Shane always loses at WrestleMania, except for that one time against his father and I guess X Pac back in the day, that they might go the opposite way. I could see them doing that, but go ahead, do it. Beat the Miz. Be different. Pick Shane. Yeah, that's true. He did beat the Miz. All right, thank you, Stephen, because I would have picked Shane until Stephen said that. Thank you, Stephen. Yeah, of all people from him, should beat the God. What's Miz's record at WrestleMania? It's not that great. I don't know. Uh, someone, someone lead off the next one because my girl's walking out. Uh, tag team turmoil number one contender match: Naomi and Lana versus Randy, Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke versus I mean, the Riot Squad versus Natalia and Tamina, Tamina versus Billy Kay and Carmella. Who? That cares? last team has not been confirmed. That's rumored. Who cares? True. Freddie, who do you like in that disaster? Uh, in that disaster, I'm going to have to go with Mandy Rose and, was it Ashley, uh... Dana Brooke. Yeah, Dana Brooke. There we go. That's my pick. Steve? Oh, same as Freddie. Because okay. hot. Did Scarlett almost have a wardrobe malfunction just now? I don't know. Maybe that's why you're getting excited, huh? Turn your camera off if you're going to do that. Yeah, clearly mm-hmm. she did. Did you, did you see her just adjust again? Yep. They really got to think about these outfits that they have the women wear. But anyway, I'm going to go with Naomi and Lana on this. I think that Vince, for whatever reason, loves those two when I don't get it. But I feel like the other teams, their stock isn't as high in Vince's eyes. Rob? Oh, God. Um... I don't know. Um, I honestly don't give two shits. Natalia and Tamina, I don't know. I could see them doing that, too, the way they've been pushing those two. Yeah, that's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking, you know, I'm not thinking, I don't know. I just picked them. I could give a shit. 
All right. Cesaro finally gets his one-on-one match at WrestleMania against Seth Rollins. So, Steven, do you want to tell us who you picked? He doesn't remember. Oh, I picked Jason Statham. <laughs> I picked Jason Statham, 110%. Hobbs and Shaw. Rob? Uh, Cesaro. You're going Cesaro. Okay. Freddie? Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Cesaro as well. I think Rollins is really trying to... You think... <laughs> we at least know we picked Cesaro. <laughs> I don't think they're going to give Cesaro the win here. I think they're going to end up going with Seth. I feel like Cesaro being on the WrestleMania stage is enough for them. All right, Raw Tag Team Championship. We have the defending champions once again, the New Day. Yeah. Defending against the first-time team of AJ Styles and Omos. New Day all day. Okay. AJ Styles. I'm going to... I'm gonna, I'm gonna say AJ and almost, I almost just for whatever shit. reason. <laughs> I'm gonna go with AJ too. Don't even shit about this entire card. I, I honestly, I'm like, most of these matches, I, I think are gonna suck. Yeah. There's a couple. And our dedication to you, the Frenzy Universe. We're watching probably the best card of the week. Making picks for what's gonna probably be the worst card of the week. Uh, Freddie, who do you got for that tag team championship match? Uh, I'm going with AJ. And right. almost, almost, whatever the fuck his name is. <laughs> All right. Uh, oh, here's one I definitely don't care about. Damian Priest and Bad Bunny against The Miz and John Morrison. You know, you gotta you got to look at The Miz's career, right? I mean, he was WWE champion, what, three weeks ago? And now he's going to lose to a rapper. Correct. Trash. I mean, it's garbage. I feel bad for Damian Priest as that's who's wrapped up in this because I love him. But I I agree, and actually, I think the Miz and Morrison deserve better than what they're getting. But we, I think, a lot of us on the show feel that way. Also, way to go using finger paint on that on that car. Like we couldn't tell that this was going to just wash right off of water. Give me a break. Not for nothing, though. Like it's ridiculous because the Miz is probably one of their like. I've gone through this numerous times. He's one of the top heels and everything. But because he's a yes ma'am all the damn time, they, they, they'll just do whatever they want with him, and they, they, they ruin the poor guy. I mean, he should be winning this match. Bad Bunny does not deserve this match for any reason. But he's a celebrity. And at WrestleMania, celebrities go over, unfortunately. I mean, freaking Snooki went over. So um, I'm going to go with Damian Priest and Bad Bunny as much as I don't want to. But who the hell cares? Because at the end of the day, Miz makes money more money than anyone in that freaking ring anyway. So, um, Steve, that's not who you said, though. That's not who you put on the sheet. Go with his real name. What did I put? A certain Looney Tunes character. Oh, Bugs Bunny. Bugs Bunny. Right. I'm going with Bugs Bunny and the Reverend Priest Damien. I'm going to agree with you. I'm going to go with Damien and Bad Bunny. I think that that's the lock for this weekend. Right? I don't see Miz and Morrison it's, having any chance of winning this. It's Bad Bunny time, baby. Oh, God. All right, there's one person on the show that's excited for Are this Are you, shit. like, excited for this, Todd? He muted himself. I wonder why. Freddie, I was talking to you. 
He doesn't want to admit that he's excited for this match, so he muted himself. All right. Oh, he just oh, he's home. <laughs> Into the Bear Cave Studios we go. All right, so we have the SmackDown Women's Championship, a match a lot of fans think should be the main event of night one. Uh, we have Sasha Banks defending against the Royal Rumble winner, Bianca Belair. Right, I got a question for you guys. Um, do you think ever since they announced this match, Bianca Belair's performance has gotten worse? Um, I actually feel like Sasha Banks is overdoing it with some of her promos and what have you. I mean, I think the last time I saw Belair, like she, the when they had a tag team match, like she was totally like her acting was awful. Like she was not, you know what I mean? It, like you can tell she was like following a script, and her her moves have seen. I, I think she's getting a little more tentative. I think maybe she, I don't know if she's ready for the prime time, and I think they're going to put the belt on her. And I'm not sure that's the right idea, but I I, I pick Belair to win, but I don't think she's ready i think um i don't know if it's going to be a good match or not all right steve you went with bianca belair correct absolutely okay freddie um i think it's going to be belair but like rob said i think she's kind of like a deer in headlights at this point and she's not uh she's not coming up to snuff since her royal rumble win I actually wonder, Rob brought up a good point. I wonder if they're scripting her too much now in the hope to get her over. I'm going to go opposite you guys, though. I don't think they're going to put the belt on her just yet. She's already gotten a huge push just by this Royal Rumble win and being in this program. I think Sasha Banks retains. And then the main event for night one is the almighty WWE champion, Bobby Lashley defending against Drew McIntyre, the former champion. Steve, you want to start this one off? Drew McIntyre. All right. McIntyre. Okay. Freddie? Yeah, I got to go with McIntyre. I think they're trying to give him the crowd pop that he missed last year. So McIntyre for me. Yeah, that's been rumored. I really want to say Lashley... I really feel like it's a slap in the face to just put the belt on him for a month, but I'm, I don't want to fall too far behind. I think you guys are probably right anyway, so I'm going to go with Drew. All right, and then we have night two of WrestleMania. So we have Sami Zayn, who is rumored to be accompanied by Logan Paul, facing Kevin Owens. I hope Zayn and, Paul and Owens get together and kill Logan Paul. That would be awesome. But that's not going to happen. True. Uh, KO. I'm going to go with Sami Zayn. Okay. I'm going to go with KO. Steve, you're going same, KO? Absolutely. Do you, any of you guys think that this might end up being the match of the weekend? I mean, we've seen them kill each other before. We've heard the fight forever chance before. Do you think they're going to let them go all out, or do you think they're going to limit them too much because of this whole Logan Paul thing? They're going to limit it. All right. All right, Women's Tag Team Championship. We have Nia Jackson, Shayna Baszler defending against the winners of the Tag Team Turmoil match from the previous night. Shayna and Nia for me. Me too. All right. Who did I pick for that? I'm going to... You didn't. You did not. Damn. 
I'll give you some time to think about it. I think they're going all the way with Naomi and Luna and Lana on this one. That would be a shame yeah. if they put a belt on Lana. I agree with you, but I think they're going to do it for whatever yeah, reason. I think I'm going with Lana and Naomi. That's interesting because you picked Mandy Rose and Dana Brooke to win the turmoil. You're right. I did. But the more I think about it and the more – like I've wanted to see Lana with some sort of belt or not even a belt, just like over – Fire one up. at the oh, store. I'm speaking. Thank you. Right? <laughs> Go ahead. Do your retarded laugh. Get it in. Come on. I love the laugh, though. I can't call it retarded. Come on, I'll laugh. Never laugh I'll never laugh again. You bastard. You're not going to make fun of me, guys. Anyways. I'll never, I'll never laugh again. Did he just mute himself on his little penis, black penis microphone that's sticking up there? <laughs> like, look at the little tiny thing. In the... Sorry, I guess you have to see the video to understand. Anyways, no. Um... <laughs> see, guys. This is where Freddie's idea of doing live video podcasts sometimes would be great because of moments like this. And then we should be recording anyway for bloopers. Yes, folks. Just to give you an idea, Rob just tried to deep throat his microphone and go down on it. That's, that's, that's his microphone you hear hit in the back of his throat, his tonsils right now. <laughs> so anyways, what was I saying? I just lost concentration. No, in all honesty. Women's tag team. <laughs> See, guys, he gargles his load, too. Who taught him those skills? <laughs> it must be Anthony, because that was Anthony doing it. <laughs> so, anyways, now let me get this out. My only reason that I want to see Lana win is because I would love to see Lana over Sheena Baszler and over Nia Jax. Like, after all that crap for so many months, like, there's some stories that, like, are good stories like that kept going and it was annoying. It was annoying, but it was enough to push me that I want to see some success out of Lana when it comes to the two of them. So I didn't even like pick up that Lana and Naomi were in that. So I'm changing my previous pick and I'd like to put uh, Naomi and Lana as my pick for the whole thing because I would, and it's not a pick like, Oh my God, I think it's scripted. That's what they're, I'm going to have them do. It's that's more of a pick of that's what I hope they do because I would just love to see Lana go over Nia Jackson, Sheena Blazer as much as I can. All right. Sorry, that was a little bit of a rant, and then there was some like weird like cock guggling that you guys had going on. It was it was epic. It was epic. And Freddie just like went silent and took off camera because he didn't want the kids seeing that. Freddie's like, uh, next week I'm doing this by myself. <laughs> U.S. Championship Riddle defending against Sheamus, as Stephen would say. Sheamus. That's Steven's pick. Was that, was that my pick? I put Shea Moose, right? You put Shea Moose. Moose. Yeah, I'm going to have to go with Sheamus, too, on that one. Yeah, I think Sheamus has to get rewarded for all those what matches with McIntyre, so I think he gets the U.S. title as consolation prize. Riddle's U.S. title reign has been boring. I think Sheamus would do a better job. All right, I'm going to go against you guys and go Riddle. I think there's too much invested in Riddle right now, and I don't think Sheamus needs the win. All right, I don't even know what this means, but I was watching SmackDown last week when they announced this. Nigerian drum fight for the Intercontinental Championship. It's Big E defending against Apollo Crews. So you watched it. What does it mean? Did he actually say? I don't even think he said. Are they hitting each other with drums? Are drums playing while they fight? I hope there's people outside like... Kong style going doom, 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 doom. They have to fight in a circle with fire. So, anyways, my pick would be Big E because I, I, well, why let the other guy win? Whatever his name is, Apollo. 
Like, who cares about him? Just, like, let him get fired, retire, whatever. Big Send him e. to TNA. Ring of Honor. Yeah, Big E for me on this one, too. And this is where I keep falling behind you guys, because I think they're going to go with Apollo Crews on this. I don't think they're going to have him lose again, especially in his so-called type of match, even though we don't know what the hell it is. It's an ancient duel created by Apollo's ancestors for those that are wrong to get a chance to make it right. That's no rules, no limitations, just a beating so loud, it sounds like a drum. Whatever the fuck that means. Sounds like Black Panther. All right. The Fiend against Randy Orton. The Fiend for me. I think it's the Fiend in the Orton to move along. I mean... The Fiend's gonna win, and then I don't, I don't get where they go with all that. You know, I, I like, I don't understand where either one of them go after this. Like, this, they've painted themselves into a corner now. So, I honestly, you know, I wonder if this is gonna be one of those cinematic things, or you know, are they actually gonna let them wrestle? I think it would be stupid for them to make a cinematic match when they're actually back in a stadium in front of a crowd. Well, they've done stupider. But, true, that's very true. It also seems odd that it's announced just as a straight-up one-on-one. Yeah, Especially why isn't it like with... a Hellfire Judgment Day match or, you know? Well, they already, yeah, I guess they already had the, some sort of an Inferno match type of thing. I don't... Yeah, I don't know. All right, and then the main event, triple threat for the WWE Universal Championship. We have the Tribal Chief, the head of the table, Roman Reigns, defending against the winner of the Royal Rumble on the men's side, Edge against... Daniel Bryan. Well, Freddie, who do you got for this one? I got the big dog, Roman Reigns. Uh, I'm going to go Edge. And Edge pins Daniel Bryan so Roman Reigns doesn't has a legitimate gripe for his rematch. Okay. Uh, Steve? Who did I pick? I think Daniel Bryan, right? Yeah. Yes, you did. Daniel Bryan. All right, and I'm going to agree with Freddy. I think they're going to keep it on Roman. Fuck that, Samawin. All right. I think that's a wrap, boys. So, Freddy, this is where you unmute and you do your wrap-up and Steven interrupts you 20 times. Thank you guys for, for everything. Thank you guys for listening. We will yeah. catch you guys next week. TheSportsFrenzyPodcast.com, TheSportsFrenzyPod on Twitter. And this Sports Frenzy podcast on Facebook and Instagram. We thank you guys for listening, and we will catch you guys next week. Peace.